you in the name of all that is good, all that is sacred, and in the warm and loving energy of this community, Spiritual Life Center. If you're joining us for the first time, we especially want to welcome you because we know that you are not here by accident. You're here by divine appointment. Thank you for joining us on your unique path today, and we hope you enjoy this special message from this past Sunday's service. Thank you, Anne, and thank you, Janae. She's gone off to be with the kids. Now, Anne and the musicians and Reverend Janae have given you the spiritual lesson today, and I'm going to be talking about something a little bit more practical. So um, if it is true that we teach best what we most need to learn, you guys are in for a lesson today. Since I chose this topic, the whole acceptance thing has been presented to me every day. It's been like right in my face. So, you know, I was thinking so much for thinking what you know, that you know what you're doing. Um, And some of you probably have heard me say that I really don't like the word acceptance. I like to acknowledge things. I've set it up here and I've set it in my group enough that I've actually had people apologize for using the word acceptance in my, in my presence. <laughs> you're, you're all, it, it's, it's over now, you can say whatever you want. Um, because in preparing for this talk, I was thinking that it seems like most of the time when we are talking about acceptance, it's more in a negative frame. Like, well, I guess I just have to accept that. I can't accept that. Or I finally came to accept it. None of those statements really imply much joy or happiness about the idea of acceptance. And it hit me how resistant I was to the idea of accepting something I didn't want or like. I could acknowledge it, I could maybe surrender to it, but accept it? No way. So I guess a lot of us feel that way. I've just had the opportunity to be more vocal about it. (laughs) This brings us to a question of what acceptance really is and why is it such a roadblock for us? Now, the first thing that comes to mind, excuse me, we have some air out there and it's having an effect here. Um, But the first thing that comes to mind is the pairing of accepting and being happy about it. Now, surrender feels voluntary sort of, doesn't it? Well, accepting feels like a requirement. I can be happy about surrendering but not about accepting because when it's accepting, somebody else made me do it, and I don't like that very much. And there's, maybe there's that feeling that accepting means permanence, that nothing will change, that you're stuck with it, and surrender seems a little more temporary. It seems more flexible. So we can play with words, but, you know, the feelings are still there. The resistance to acceptance is not limited to, of course, any negative situation. Many of us have difficulty accepting compliments, gifts, or accepting help. Right? 
Okay. I don't relate to any of those, but I'm sure maybe one or two of you too. You know, <clears throat> and I know that I have told this story before, but I think it's worth repeating is that I, there was a Wednesday night a couple of years ago, and I was doing a mini class, and I don't even remember the topic, but at some point I asked people to pair up and to um, share a nice thing. So it's like, I would say, the, the two of you sitting in front, you know, look at each other and say, give the person a compliment. And then I asked them after the exercise what it felt like. And some people acknowledged that that felt uncomfortable. Some people liked it. But this one woman, I think, gave us the best insight ever. And she said, it felt really good. And I thought, if she knew me better, I could accept it. So she had conditions in her mind. It's like, if you really knew me and still could say that, then it would be OK. But since you don't know me, it doesn't mean very much. And I thought that was very, very insightful. And I've, I've carried that forward. It just wasn't something that, that she could quite wrap her brain around. So of course, I kept playing with these words. And I kept thinking about it. So I finally resorted to the dictionary. All right, yeah, yay for dictionaries. So receive, uh, to, um, um, acceptance is a consent to receive something. You, it's a giving an affirmative answer to say yes, uh, receive, an adequate or receive as adequate or valid, regard favorably or with approval, or come to, come to recognize as valid or correct, take upon oneself like I accept the job, and then the last one is tolerate or submit to. Now, which one do you think most of us think of when we talk about acceptance? <laughs> I thought I would be right there. <laughs> so, you know, even these, so these definitions definitely have a thread of negativity through them as well. And the more I thought about this, the more I saw that acceptance is really a big energy in our consciousness. So when I saw that accepting acceptance was a challenge, I realized that there's a bit of overthinking going on, and my whole line of thought had become a little bit ridiculous. <laughs> so I was laughing at myself and decided that we need to just go beyond the, the word game that I was playing. How do we cope with the undeniable facts of this earth life? It is a fact that there are many things that we have to accept, learn to live with, surrender to. And one of the reasons we get so confused, I think, is because in New Thought, we have a practice called denial and affirmation. In this practice, we are taught to come to realize or understand that whatever we are facing is not the truth with a capital T. It is not permanent, and it has no real power over us. That we can, and if we can cleanse our psyche of the fear of the situation, and then fill our mind back up with affirmations, we can change our belief and we can change our relationship to the situation. And this practice is very effective when it is understood, but when it's not understood clearly, it turns into something quite different like, this isn't real, this isn't real, this isn't real. I'll do an affirmation and then you do a bunch of affirmations and there it is, it's still going on because nothing has changed. Because in that, in that particular instance, it's about, um, just pretending like it's not real, pretending like it's not happening. And that is not the way it works. 
Denial is simply that process of realizing the situation is not permanent and you don't have to give up your power to it. It means that you have choices. It gives you the space to look for alternatives. And the affirmations fill those spaces in as you clear out your thinking and then you change it with the affirmations. Now, Emma Curtis Hopkins, one of my favorite teachers, and she was one of our master teachers in New Thought. She was a huge proponent of denial and affirmation. She, in, in Scientific Christian Mental Practice, that's the name of her book, one of her books, she dedicates an entire chapter to denial and an entire chapter to affirmation. And there's lots of examples. One of her primary examples is there is no absence of life, substance, or intelligence. That's a denial. And then that would be followed with an affirmation such as, I am spirit, mind, wisdom, strength, and wholeness. This is really specific, and it's such a strong practice. You can start to see that in a way we're being taught to avoid accepting something. Does that make sense? Because I'm going to deny that it has any power over me, I'm not accepting it. And I think that's where I got onto my own personal little track. Because if you do enough denial and affirmation, something has to change, doesn't it? Well, that doesn't always happen. But imagine my surprise. One day, when I was preparing for this, I opened up the book. And you know how I just open a book and a page appears? I opened up this book, and I opened to a page that goes completely, she goes in a completely different direction. So affirmation denial are in the early part of the book, and then about 100 pages later, she goes, oh, but, <laughs> and she goes to the direction of, of embracing or of acceptance. I'm going to read you the entire paragraph just because she says it so much better than I can. Now, keep in mind that she was writing in the 1930s. She also was writing for men, and she also was um, intentionally uh, kind of vague just because she liked doing that. but I think you'll still understand this. <laughs> this one's pretty clear. Sometimes the way to meet hardships that have clung to us for years is not by saying they are nothing at all. It is by stopping and finding the Holy Spirit in them. A hundred pages later, she gets to this. Okay? A young scientist, and they called themselves scientists back then, had a bronchial affection which never yielded all to calling it nothing, though the other parts of her body healed quite quickly, telling them that nothing could ail them. One night, she faced, up, she faced up the hoarseness which had kept her whispering instead of speaking for about three months. And she said, you seem to stay around me as if you had nowhere else to go and belonged here. Now I feel that you have come, have some good mission to me. God sends me a message by you and I have been snubbing you and treating you badly. I will do so no more. As God with good for me in your presence, I bid you welcome in love. You may stay with me as long as you please. In the morning, the cure was wrought. She found out, she found out that it was true, that it was a message of goodness for, for her, for her gloom of mind had left her. She touched the same principle which the Japanese upon so many years ago, worked upon so many years ago, rejoicing in the things 
instead of mourning about them. That's a completely, it seems like a completely different way to do it. In the next paragraph, Ms. Hopkins says that if asked, she would say that the quickest way to get healing power going is to praise everything and everyone in your mind as far as your mental convictions will, demonst will demonstrate. So she does qualify it there. She doesn't ask you to just do it. She says, do what you can with what you've got. And then finally, she acknowledges that while she promotes a certain approach, 100 pages earlier, it is different with different states of mind, however. Okay, to be told that one size does not fit all, thank you. Right? <laughs> I mean, how many have got people gone out shopping and bought something of one size fits all? <laughs> no. <laughs> so what we have here is a call to, to embrace our lives, our situations, our conditions. And I'm not talking specifically about people here because any situation you have going with a person is a situation. It's not the person. It's the condition. It's the situation. And we are called to love all of these things away. But to be able to do that, we have to accept the earth facts. And I humbly confess that I now see that accepting and acknowledging are quite different, and both of them are necessary. Accepting is saying, I see you. I feel you. I hear you. I honor you. And sometimes that's really difficult especially honoring something that we just don't want in our lives. I'm sorry. Most of, us are not having <laughs> Most of us are not having an easy time of accepting or honoring the idea that we are still doing pandemic. But we are. And so how do we, you know, how do we work with these? You know, and also I've had more than one person has talked about some situation they've gone through, whether it was divorce or something that they didn't want, and then ultimately they realized that it was the very best thing that ever could have happened for them. And for some people, it happens immediately, and I've had people tell, take me, it took me five years to realize that my divorce was the best thing that ever happened to me. So there's no time frame for this at all. In reframing my own concept of acceptance, I came up with some steps or some ideas that might help you work in your own process. Now, those of you who have been to the quantum living uh, training will probably recognize some of this. This is not even beginning to try to be that. This is just a mini, mini Q, a little lowercase Q. So first of all, acknowledge the facts of the situation. Here it is. This is what we've got. Then discover your resistance. What makes you so uncomfortable? Because really, that's what all of this is, is I'm uncomfortable, right? Do you feel unsafe, physically, mentally, or spiritually? Do you feel out of control? Why do you feel this way? What can you do about this situation? Do you have options? Are you reacting or are you responding? One step would also be to look at your level of deservability. Whether we are talking about compliments, gifts, asking for help, or negative situations, we're still on the receiving end. It's always that we're on the receiving end, right? So a good question. In your heart, do you believe that you actually deserve 
that wonderful gift? Did that compliment come because someone was just being nice? Or did you earn it? Is this awful thing that happened, did I deserve it or did I not deserve it? And if you're thinking you did deserve it, what's that about? Now, obviously, you could get really, really deep into this, but this is like, like, a, like a, an, a, just an inventory that you can do. I'm uncomfortable. I'm having trouble accepting this. It's a really quick inventory that you can just run through the, those points because this is all really good information to be aware of because now, when you have that information, you have something to work with. So if you can get, get to that mental place that our scientist did and say to the circumstance, the person, the whatever's going on in your head, I see you, I will no longer brush you off, I honor your presence in my life, then you'll be able to surrender and you'll be able to stop resisting. And we all know that resistance is futile, but... <laughs> But <laughs> you guys, your laughing makes me laugh, okay? <laughs> but most of us still engage in resisting what makes us uncomfortable or unhappy. And of course we do, it's natural. So we don't want to beat ourselves up for that. This is how to walk through that. So let's just take a moment to practice this process. So take a nice deep breath. And if you feel comfortable, closing your eyes. And think, think of a situation that you have not accepted or you're not, you are resisting. Now, keep it small. This is a tiny thing in your life. We're not going to be talking about fires, pandemics, or war in this one. This is a little thing in your life. Now, focus on this, this thing. And now say to it, I see you. I feel you. I welcome you. Give it permission to stay with you for as long as necessary. Take a breath and surround and fill it with all the love you can muster. And now say thank you and just allow it to be. Take a breath and open your eyes. Okay, take another breath. <laughs> you know, you may feel better, lighter right away, or you might need to repeat the exercise more than once. As I said, some people take a very long time to, depends on what it is. Some things we can release easily. Other things we, we have to go through a lot of different steps. The simple act of surrender or embracing is the key to living a more integrated and spirit-centered life. And so this is what I learned about acceptance and preparing to speak with you today. Rather than pretending that something isn't real, you can look it in the eye and you can see and accept it for what it is, a transient event that will create change in your life 
whether you want it to or not. This surrender, this embracing, this acceptance is a way of loving yourself, which allows you to stand in your own power, your own selfhood, and operate as the eternal holy being that you are. And that is the gift of acceptance. And so it is. We are grateful for the opportunity to share with you today and hope you've taken something from this Sunday's message. If you'd like to hear more from Spiritual Life Center, be sure to click subscribe on the podcast platform you're listening from. You can find out more about our community on our website at www.slcworld.org. We look forward to being a part of your continued spiritual journey. Wherever you are, God is, and all is well. Spiritual Life Center Oh